bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Video vampires. Hell yeah. With Jessica. And Mickey. Yeah. It's 100. I know. I can't believe it. I, I honestly can't believe we've done this for this long where we have this many episodes. It's it's nice. It's a nice achievement. Yeah. It's a nice achievement. I feel like, like there's other podcasts that get to 100 a lot quicker than we yeah. did, but we've, we've, had, we've had life happen. Yeah. So, you know, uh, real life happens to us, so... Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know these people who are recording professionally, you know, all week, every week, and everything. But um, kudos to them. Uh, it's been it a while since we've seen or talked to each other. So um, you've seen. I've seen some I, stuff finally. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some stuff. So did I. Go ahead. But well, okay. So I finally saw Men, and um, I don't think we talked about this one yet because I hadn't seen it. But uh, I finally I saw it. Uh-huh. Which is weird because I really love Alex Garland. I love everything he's done so far. But and I I don't I don't think I love men. It's one of those movies that I watched after and I was like, okay. And I sat with it for a little while and I was like, it's either brilliant or it's trash. It's either pretentious trash or it's fucking genius. <laughs> and like I do feel like Men is the type of movie. It reminds me of Mother, even though I hated Mother. You know, it has like a really avant-garde way of thinking of like certain things. And this just happened to be like Alex Garland way of looking at the patriarchy, which I totally understand. But that being said, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Like it was a nice Mm -hmm. art piece for me to like see and view and like have a judgment on and then move on to the next. But like, I don't want to bring it home with me. So that's how I felt about it. You saw that you saw it, men, didn't you? No, I I either it's weird because either we did talk about this before or somebody else said the same exact thing that you said they were like where they were like, I love Alex Garland, I did not care for this movie. Yeah. Um so I I kind of gave it a a skip. I'm not like It's weird because I love like Jesse Buckley in it is great and I, I really like her as an actress. She was in um I I'm thinking of ending things, which I also loved, the Charlie Kaufman. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, sh- and Rory Kinnear, like, he's just a fantastic actor. I don't know if you've seen um, oh, yeah. we- Penny Dreadful oh, no. or, or uh, even Black Mirror or, like, um, what's that? show five years um i can't maybe it's just well we we just we just watch him in the show that i'll talk about okay well he's he's brilliant he really fucking is and so i did like both of them i thought they were fantastic but that being said it just i don't want to see it again yeah i loved it but i don't like it if you will but yeah so i think you should see it though i think everyone should see it I'm curious to find people's opinions, and I really want to talk about it, but I feel like people are very divided. Either either they loved it or hated it, or they don't know what they watched. Um, yeah. And then I think you saw this one, but I watched Prey. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, so Actually, Prey... <laughs> my list of things. I think... I wish I kind of waited to watch it, because there was a lot of hype surrounding Prey, and my first complaint was it wasn't... Um, the dialogue wasn't recorded in Comanche, even though it's dubbed in Comanche. I don't know why it pisses me off, but also, like, the dialogue was, like, very much now dialogue. It was like, hey, bro, like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, we're going I hunting today. Too. Like, I could just kind of, but, like, I, I get that this type of movie is, like, pure escapism, and it the cast was cool. I just, I think I wanted more for, like, the hype it got. I just felt like it was, like, a regular Hulu movie, like, direct-to-video that was, like, <sighs> entertaining. I, I, I mean, I just, I, we saw it the, I think the day after it, um, it, it re- was released on Hulu. I, it, I can't remember if it was released on a Thursday or Friday. We watched it on a Friday. We put it up on the projector and everything. And like, um, I, I fucking, I, I loved it. I thought it was like, 
I loved it because it was the exact opposite of the original Predator, in the sense that like you know, the original Predator is is it's such a it's such a dude movie, you know. It really is. It's like it's, <laughs> and it's it's. I mean, it's cool because it's guys crying about the losing their their other guys, you know. Like yeah, you have Bill Duke like having like a meltdown because he loses Jesse Ventura. But think about that sentence I just said. Bill Duke has a meltdown because he lost Jesse Ventura. You know what I mean? Like I love the original Predator, and like I actually I had a long talk with friends of mine about this where it's like. I loved Prey. It's in my top three of Predator movies. I still love the other two. Maybe even a little bit, the first two, even maybe even a little bit more, but I think it's because those two didn't have to work as hard to get you involved because of who the, you know, because of the cat. You're like, oh, it's Schwarzenegger, it's Carl Weathers, it's, you know, Bill Duke, it's Jesse Ventura. And then in the second one, it's like, you know, it's Danny Glover, you know, Bill Pax. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, there we, 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 we're quick to sympathize with these characters a lot more because we know these actors more. Whereas with this one, I thought this one had more of an emotional, you know, uh, side to it, which I loved. I um, guess I didn't find uh, much emotion. I mean, I get I, like her brother and stuff, but like, well, yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. You know, but there was like, no, and, it wasn't even good acting. It was just, it was good uh, violence. Dis- great violence. I disagree. I disagree. I thought the acting was great. And oh the only God. thing, the only, my only complaint about that movie really was that, I the first and I have to watch it again because the first time I was watching it because you know uh, I'm gonna kind of spoil it but I feel like anybody listening has probably already seen it but like you know throughout the movie she has this like dog at her side and I'm like the whole movie I'm like that oh the dog from Atlanta shout out Atlanta it is it's it's from (laughs) if anything happens to that dog I'm gonna lose my shit and then there was like a scene where he like the predator like brutally disembowels this fucking like wolf that's attacking it and I was like in my head I was like well. You can't have two canine deaths in a movie. I did think about that too. Cause I was me. like, are they gonna kill the dog? Because that's gonna be real fucked up. I don't like when movies yeah. do that. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like I like. I, there's plenty of movies I realize that I love that have an animal di- getting killed or dying in it. But it's like I don't know. I don't see it coming. Or like the fr- it's- the most one I think about, and I'll just this is a quick segue. Is have you ever seen mm. Fear with Mark Wahlberg? A long time ago. Yeah, it fucks me up. I still think about that animal death because they had a dog and it it like seriously makes me like I have nightmares. I like think about that scene. Everyone, if you're listening, if you haven't seen it, I think it's like 97, Mark Wahlberg, but there's a terrible animal death scene. If you guys want to watch it. It's because like I I can, I'll watch movies where people like I've literally watched movies where people get their heads drilled open and their brains sucked. Yeah, but when an animal or child for me, I I really hate it. Uh, I children for me, it's like when it happens in a movie, I get I, it's weird because I get I get strangely excited in the sense that I'm like, oh shit, that means nobody's safe in this movie. Yeah, if you kill a kid in this movie, that means anybody can go. Like I, that's I, true. I'm the, you know, hol- the that's what I think one of the things I loved about the 2018 Halloween was when they killed that kid. I was like, oh fuck, all bets are completely off because I don't know who to, you know. I don't, that, it made me care more about like, oh, I don't want to see this person die because like they'll, they'll fucking kill a kid in this movie. So yeah. I'm, I don't know. I liked Prey. I didn't mind the dialogue. I didn't, I'm, I, I, I know what you're saying about the, the way it sounded, but I also, I feel like, you know, uh, a movie now coming out where people are like, uh, big so-and-so do, you know, like in the way, the way they used to have Native Americans talk back in like, you know. No, that, I was talking about they should speak Comanche. That's. Sure. Seventeen hundred. Uh, you know, native are not speaking the way they should be in this movie. You know what I mean? Like it's supposed to take what place five hundred years ago? Like it's just not realistic. I get it. 
I get it, and I feel like that was a decision made. But they were like, "Fuck, we're gonna be some, we're dumping a lot of money into this movie." It, it's a shame if if more people in this in you know they're watching movies were like, like, oh yeah, I can totally watch a movie with subtitles and like be cool with it. You know, like yeah, I could totally see that happening. But for a big, I mean, this was supposed to be kind of a blockbuster movie. Um, I, I can see, I don't, I agree with you and I don't, I think it's a shame, but I also see like, yeah, people are fucking dumb. They're not going to want to, they're not going to accept, you know, yeah, subtitles such, throughout their it's action movie. a shame though. I get it, it but is. like, I, it doesn't make me feel any better about it. Um, my, my other problem with Prey was that, and I'll, I'll just help, I'll wrap it up with this, is that that movie deserved a theatrical release and I'm pissed yeah, off at it because see, see you know, seeing it on the projector was fucking rad. Seeing that in a theater would have been amazing. True, you know? I agree. Um, I also saw Nope, finally. I saw it in the theater. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. cut it the first one, even though, you know, again, I love Jordan Peele, too. But, and I don't know, maybe it's just, like, maybe I'm just, I have really high expectations because, like, when we came through the pandemic, I really expected, like, everything to, like, blow my fucking pants off. And I've been very rarely surprised pleasantly. But, like, I liked it a lot. I don't think I loved it any more than his two prior films, to be honest. I, lo- I loved it. I-, I I think everyone's great. I think Daniel Kaluuya is, like, such a masterful actor. I love everything he's done. Uh, I just felt like it was okay. I think because I was expecting, like, a real horror film and not, like, a sci-fi film with a tinge mm-hmm. of horror. And so maybe, like, I just went in with very different expectations. Like, some things were scary. I loved... I've you know i obviously this is a movie about aliens i loved the being i thought it was like so cool and creative and like terrifying it was but like it just didn't i i i still get a i i like to rewatch movies that i'm like unsure about too so like when i finally get a chance to rewatch it maybe i'll make my final decision but like i'm just kind of like well okay i did like the end i love the end it was like such a fantastical uh cowboy type of ending i loved it um but yeah, I don't know. For right now, I'm I, just kind of. Mm. I, I, you know, I love any movie that will have a, a character describing a childhood trauma and Chris Kattan in the same sentence. Oh yeah, that, like, that he to was me great. Is like, yeah, that to me is. Such a, I mean, like, and and you know, I actually I really liked what Nope was trying to say about like how you know how we as consumers of media, like what and and you know how we, you know how we digest media and how we spit it back out, you know, and like how, like, you know, he talks about this, like, you know, he's telling this childhood trauma about this, like incident that happens on his, the set of this movie, the show that he was on. Yeah. And it's a horrific, I mean, truly horrific incident. And then how, like within a year SNL's like doing bits about it. And it's like, that's somebody's trauma. And he's like telling it as if it doesn't bother him anymore, you know, but you, but that's the mass. That's the part about Stephen Yoon's acting where it's like, you can tell, that he is very much bothered by it. And I, I fucking love yeah. that. And I, you know, also any movie where Michael Wincott is getting to be Michael Wincott. Oh, I know. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I loved him. His voice. He's just like, what a great, uh, small character that like he got to play in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the first time I've seen him in a movie in a long time. And I was just like, and I was going through my head. I'm like, what movies have I seen him in that I've seen him in? I'm sure he's been in plenty of them that were, you know, but I haven't liked him, you know, haven't liked. And like, you know, the crow Robin hood, you know, uh, fucking Basquiat. Um, I mean, the guy's been strange days, you know, the guy's been so much stuff. I'm just like, why isn't he acting more? And it was really nice to see him in. Nope. And I, I don't know. I, 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 we saw it opening night. 
we went to a late show and I, my wife kind of has the same reaction that you did. And I, whereas I was just like, I walked out, I was like, I fucking loved it. It could, I could have shaved 15 minutes off of it. Like it didn't have to be as long as it was, you know? And I feel like we could have gotten to where we wanted to get to a little bit quicker sometimes. But for the most part, I fucking, I really, it was, it was his, uh, close encounters slash signs. Yeah, it was, it was, it was his, I mean, he's done Twilight Zone, but that's the thing. I don't think I was expecting this to be Twilight Zone and it was. But, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make it bad. I liked it. I just don't feel much. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, it isn't bad. I mean, that whole, it looked like, I don't know. It was very strange, the being. I liked when it, like, bloomed. I don't know how else to describe yeah. it. It's pretty rad. Uh, and, like, the inside was cool. It was very cool. I liked the way he presented it to be. And, like, thank God I wasn't too high watching it because I probably would have freaked out. But... <laughs> Um, and then, like, I watched a bunch of TV. I actually did watch that, like, part of the new Resident Evil, and it is so fucking bad. Thank God it's getting canceled. It was honestly trash. And then I just started watching it more to, like, hate it more, because I was like, I'm just going to leave it on. And I was like, man, this show fucking sucks. Like, what is going on in Netflix? They're, like, get rid good of, they're getting rid of good things, and, like, someone greenlit this budget for this terrible fucking movie or uh, show. And yeah. then... Um, Another thing that I finished was The Old Man. I know I talked about it before, but it was really fucking good. Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow being, like, old spies, which is cool. It's a cool. Um, mm. I I really enjoyed it. It was, like, a cool spy show um, with, like, two very, like, old, masterful actors. Um, and it just – I hope it continues. Uh, I think it signed on for season two, which is awesome because it ended at a cliffhanger. And so if they didn't, I would be like, oh, shit. Um, and then what I really wanted to talk about was Sandman, um, which I know you watched too. So Mm -hmm. here's the thing, like, I don't know, like Sandman is one of my favorite comics of all time. And there's something that like really touches you when you read it and when you finish it, like, I can't even describe to you the feeling that I felt when I finished it and like some of the storylines and they were so horrific and like, there's so much beauty that came out of that. And then the show, I feel like. Even though it was great, Tom Sturridge plays great, you know, Dream or mm. Morpheus or Salmon. I, I did like him. I uh-huh. don't care about the show. It was like the things that they, sh- it was like, it was exact. I can't, I can't like say like, you know, some of the things were changed obviously, but yeah. I just feel like I didn't care for it. And I wanted to, I wanted it to be my favorite thing and it just wasn't. And then I feel like. I honestly feel like that it should have just never been made into a show. It should never be made into a show or TV. I feel like Sandman, even though Neil Gaiman himself worked on this, I do feel yeah. like uh, it should never be. I, you know, it's weird because I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like I, I mean that I don't, I don't. The thing is with Sandman and like, you know, between that and Preacher, those are my like, those are my two fucking top yeah comics from, yeah and like and and sandman and they, they go back and forth sometimes it's preacher sometimes sandman so it goes back and forth but with sandman um i i consider that just fucking great literature not just a comic book and that, i'm sure yeah you know, i'm sure a lot of people do you know and it's like and one of the things i agree with you like i've read i've gone through that that series a few like quite a few times you know because i just i love it so much and um and i think what you to to what you were saying about when you when you reach the end of it it's like one of the things you you realize is that like it's how encompassing it is and how like how planned it was. Yeah. Like how like you know you're like oh my god like the way like I was trying to explain my wife had never seen or never read Sandman so I was explaining to her that my one of my frustrations with the show was that it was made for it was almost 
talking down to audiences in the sense that like it's like you know morpheus there's there's comic there's salmon storylines and there's salmon issues where he doesn't even fucking show up Mm -hmm. you know like he's just you know he shows up like once like on like a one page you know like kind of like pop in and be like hey remember it's still my comic book but also here's something really relevant to the story you know um whereas the show like it, it i the actor who played him i feel like some moments i was like fuck yeah like and then some moments i was like man you are rushing this story yeah so quickly like, like the whole you know what i love about the comic book is that it's about a character having to realize that he needs to change, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and it's a gradual change. I mean, like Morpheus in the first, you know, two storylines, the same. He's kind of a fucking prick. Dick. Yeah, I mean, he's like, a prick. We're, 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 yeah, we're behind him, but he's an asshole. And they feel like they they try to do that in this show, but they didn't succeed. Yeah, I agree. And like, and um, I think there were some things they got spot on. Like I loved. I was like, man, that's fucking great, you know. And then there was things that I was just like. Man, they, I don't know, I feel like they changed that because they were too worried about audiences being, like, I, the, the, the idea of having the Corinthian being, like, this major villain throughout the entire first season, I was like, oh, in the comic book, he's not, you know, he's not a, he's not a major villain, he doesn't have a plan, he's not trying, he's just, he shows up at this the serial killer convention because he's been invited, and Morpheus and him encountering each other doesn't really, isn't, he's not doing it for like a big like oh i'm gonna kidnap rose walker i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm a blah 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 it's like it's just he's there and like and there was something to that that i really loved um i did like the convention i thought they got some stuff really well um i the girl played rose walker i thought she was a good actress i don't think she was the i that was not how i imagined the character yeah especially you know um just because like she kind of plays it as like naive and plucky like you know, like, we're on an adventure, whereas, like, the whole thing about Rose's character arc in the comic book is that she's, like, she's finding her emotions. She's, like, she's finding her heart again, you know? And, like, and and I feel like they just kind of rushed through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I had mixed feelings about the, you know, the 24-hour diner episode. I do, too. I, I didn't, I decided I didn't like it because I feel like it, I just don't. I just felt well, like. Well, in the comic, it's full-blown horror. Yes, it exactly. It is fucking and, and this one kind of felt like it was not. I just I feel like it, it pulled its punches, and I just it, it was something about it that just didn't Resonate. get me going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and, and th- that's what I'm talking yeah. about. When you re- like, maybe it's just a, an imagination process, but the way it's written, like it was such yeah. a big horrific deal to witness that in the comic, and then I feel like while they spent a whole episode on it, it just wasn't what I and, felt. I think, and I think it was the motivation of the character, like the John D character, when he's doing all this stuff. It's like in the show, he's doing it because he's trying to prove a point about how ugly the world can be and how ugly people are, and blah 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 blah. But in the comic book, he's doing it because he's fucking, he's lo- he's gone completely crazy, and he's just playing God, and that to me is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Whereas, like, he's like, and I love, I mean, like I said, like there's the, some of the casting decisions in here. I was like, you know, I would have loved. Ultimately, I would have loved if Lucifer was played by. You know, if we could go back in time and, and cure cancer and save David Bowie, because that's who <laughs> in the comic book, that's who he was modeling Lucifer after. Yeah, I didn't, but yeah, I, we can't. It would have been awesome. You can't. I know I we know. can't, but and I love her. I, lo- I love her, but I was just like, uh, I, you know, in, in, a, in another world, it's like Blade Runner 20, whatever, fucking 49 or whatever, where I was like, oh man, you know that Jared Leto's character is supposed to be played by Bowie, and like, what a great movie, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the fact that they changed John Constantine to Joanna. Um, Why did they the, do Constantine? Is it because of rights? I, 
It made me feel weird. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, I don't know why they did it the way they did it. I know. Especially considering the fact that that character, like, the Joanna character, does play a huge part in the comic book as, like, but in flashback form, um, which they kind of still do. And I'm like, that's so fucking confusing to people. But also, you guys literally had a show for Constantine or Constantine, wherever we want to pronounce it, that, like, did I think people liked it? I don't know. No, um, I mean I remember watching the first few episodes, but they changed like a lot of stuff changed from the pilot episode, and so mm-hmm. I just stopped watching it because I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not. What? But it, it, it wasn't. Gu- I don't know. I do feel. I just feel like it would have been better not done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. It, it ultimately, I feel like it's one of those examples of like not everything has to be translated into film or yeah. whatever you know and and this is one of those things I, that being said i will watch a season two because i want to see i feel like they did allude to things i'm like oh i would like to see how that how they're gonna do that you know i was, um, I would I was like glad to, to see seasons of Mist. yeah I, I i was hoping they would go more but like i see why they are trying to set it up for different stuff but i was like at least they introed him because hob was always mm-hmm. one of my like favorite side characters you know oh yeah like, my brother named his his, his his cat is named after that oh character. really <laughs> yeah That's um, cute. and so he and i were like texting each other back and forth and we were like you know um we're you know kind of comparing notes or anything because he finished it before i did and he was like they get some things right they get some things horribly wrong at the end of the day it's not my sandman and i was like yeah it's not, and then I realized, like, it's not mine either. I feel like, but it's, it, it could have been worse. It could have been a it, lot worse is all I can say. It could have been. I think, I wouldn't say it's, like, not my Sandman, but it's just, I just, I feel, I would feel better if it was just never made, but I'll still watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I th- that was all I watched. What I know you watched some other stuff. I watched a lot. Um, let's see. Um, I, I, I won't go over what we covered. I saw, um... Let's go with the movies first. I saw Thor. Oh, which, yeah, finally. Okay. What do you yeah. think? Um, I it was fine. It was Yeah. Oh no, we did talk we did talk about this. Yeah, because I watched Black it Phone. last time. And, yeah, yeah, and I saw Black Phone and I and I would talk mention how Black Phone was probably one of my favorite movies of of uh this year. So yes, we did talk about Thor and Black uh and Black Phone. Um I watched um I saw Glorious. I went to a screening uh a, a screening of Glorious that was like what is I didn't realize what I Glorious was a. It's a movie on Shutter. It's the way they pitched it was Lovecraft Glory Hole. Oh, it's a movie that takes place in a bathroom in, in a single location in a bathroom. It was directed by Rebecca McHenry. My friend uh, invited me to the screening for it, and I thought it was just going to be like a you know, I don't know what I thought it was going to be. But when I got there, I was like, oh, I look like shit. Like I'm wearing my T-shirt. Oh I got my, no, you know, it was like a premiere. Like, <laughs> it was a premiere. It was like you know, I saw. I was like, oh, there's Barbara Crampton over there. That's really fucking cool. Like there was like tons of. Um, you know, horror figures at the screening, and um, it's uh, you know, and I'd heard about this movie, you know, months before I went to the screening, and then when my buddy invited me to the screening, I didn't even like click. It did. It just I didn't take the title and click it together because I I listened to another podcast called Best Movies Never Made, and Rebecca McHenry was on there, the director, and she talked about she was working on this film, or she was like, you know, it was going to be coming out soon. She described it, and like I said, it's about a guy who's stuck in a um, he's basically stuck in a bathroom stall or a bathroom and in the stall that he he starts off in there's a glory hole in it and in the stall next to him is this disembodied voice of jk simmons who basically is telling him that like he's a demigod and like he needs this guy's help to basically save the world uh-huh. and it's it, it's hilarious it gets frightening at some moments it's it's um 
is fucking awesome. I, I definitely, I think everybody should be, should go check it out on, on Shutter. It's awesome. It's called Glorious. Um, I loved it. I mean, like, and it's also like when you have a movie that takes place in one location, it's really hard to like, I, I imagine it's, it's it, I've tried writing stuff like that and I get really frustrated because I'm like, maybe I should take them outside or maybe I should do this. And it's like, because it's like, how much can you sustain interest in one location? Yeah. This movie does it. It's fucking great. Um, I saw, um, <laughs> my wife and I went to uh, a screening of E.T. They, they brought it back. Oh, I um, did that one year in downtown L.A. It's always a good film, I feel like. Yeah, it's funny because, like, we were, my wife and I were both crying before anything was happening because we knew stuff was going to happen, yeah. you know? Like, that oh. whole, like, last third act. Oh, it's like, terrible. Nightmares. Yeah, but, like, sad and, child nightmares. Yeah, well, it's funny because my wife, that movie traumatized her when she was a kid because, you know, like, at the end, you know, when E.T. goes back home, she's, like, bawling her eyes out because she doesn't understand why, like, E.T.'s, like... All right, peace, I'm out of here. And I'm like, you know, now she obviously gets it now. But I'm like, you know, I was like, um, yeah, it really, it really got me, you know. And like, um, uh, I, it's, it's a fucking great movie. I mean, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen this movie called E.T., um, I feel like you should probably get around to, to checking that out. But we definitely, we saw that. Um, we just saw Bullet Train, which. Oh, you watched it? I can't, I don't mm-hmm. know if I could bring myself to watch it. Um, it was fine. It was, it was, I, I didn't, I didn't like it, but I didn't also hate it. Like, I feel like A, the trailer spoils too much. B, it's trying, it, it, movies that are more style over substance, um, can, can work when that style makes you, brings you into a world that you're like, oh, I've never been here before. I've never, I'm experiencing something that I've never experienced, you know? Um, and uh, Bullet Train just doesn't do that. And it's just like, it's it's fun at certain parts, you know? And like, but after a while, like all the action sequences feel like repetitive. And and it, the one thing I will say about this movie that I, I, I think is great is that you can tell that everybody making it is having a, the fucking time of their life. And it's yeah. kind of hard not to like, kind of go for that ride with them. Like Michael Shannon is so over the top in this, but you know that he's having fun. And you're like, I'm having fun with him. You know, it's like, so, but at the end of the day, like, the movie was just like, I just don't give a shit, you know? Um, like, I, I didn't walk out of there a new person, you know, um, feeling anything different. It just didn't do, it just didn't grab me. Um, now, television-wise, um, Sam and I watched, you know, and uh, we talked about that. Um, I finally caught up and we watched, we Oh, actually, <laughs> I just forgot another show. Um, but we finally caught up and watched all of Severance. And, oh, you did! Oh, perfect. So and oh my god, I mean, like, yeah, that's a fucking show. And I was just like, holy shit! Like, um, I I loved it. It it was it. You know, my wife has a really good take on it. She says that like she feels like it's it's very it's 1984 from the perspective of Big Brother. And I was like, ah, oh, to me, it feels more like The Trial by Kafka. You know. Um, either way, like those are great comparisons. Um, I think that I, I loved it. I thought everybody was amazing. I'm pissed off that like who got nominated for um, Emmys and who didn't. I don't. Like, I, I didn't loved... pay attention, but who? Uh, why? Uh, well, I mean, Adam Scott did obviously. Patricia Arquette obviously. Yeah. I mean, like, um, in fuck, fucking a, yeah. Um, I John Turturro did, which I totally agree with. But then Christopher Walken did as well for in the same category as John Turturro's best oh. supporting actor. I'm like, I don't agree with that. I, I don't love either. Christopher Walken. I love Christopher Walken. I don't feel like what he does in this show is, that is as comparable. No, as is as comparable to the other actor in the in the office with them, mm-hmm. um, the one who plays 
uh, was his name Dylan, you know? Yeah. Can't remember the actor's name, but he's fucking great. Like, he has this great arc towards the end of the fucking season where I'm like, oh my god, you know? Like, you really feel for this character. And, um, the fact that, and he, he brings it, you know? I think everyone, I feel like everybody should have been nominated for that show. I thought it was Dude, so... Dude, the ending, it, like, kill, I would think I was, like, eating my fingers by time. I was like, oh my god, just like, ah! And, like, Yeah, it was really well done. And Ben Stiller, great. like, I, I knew he had it in him, but maybe I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. Um, we also caught up on, um... And finished Our Flag Means Death. Oh, my God. Um, that I don't know if I've ever talked about it, but it's so fucking good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It really is. And, like, also, what a fucking turn that, that show takes towards the end. Um, specifically, I'm talking about, like, the last episode where I'm just like, oh, fuck, you know? And it's, like, it's weird when you, like, because I don't want to give anything away because, like, I, I watch that show not reading anything. I mean, I, we, we when the first episode came out, we tried watching it. We just weren't paying attention to it but then we decided to give it another go and we got hooked on it and i wasn't reading anything about it so by the time we get to like where the story is going and like you know what what the story becomes i was like fuck yeah i was like this is great and then the last episode i was like oh man and i was like i but at the same time i could totally i totally got it i was like that's a fucking gift when you can like when you can make something that like kind of puts a pit in someone's stomach but at the same time you're like yeah i get it yeah like, i totally i, I really to yeah yeah I, I relate to that um and then yeah. uh, you're gonna love this because you've been talking about this for over a year or some cha- and some change but we finally binged and watched all of ted lasso oh you did uh, okay yeah and i i you know it's, it's funny because like i i love the first season a lot of people weren't as big of a fan of the second season i thought the second season was fucking fantastic i thought that great. the shit yeah. they, they tackle in that i was like you know, I won't give anything away, but like, you know, they, they do tackle, you know, uh, mental, not mental illness, but like, yeah, I guess, you know, like anxiety and like, you know, um, and, you know, issues like that. And I, I fucking, I really liked that. And there was one episode that I was like, I don't think we needed this episode. It was fine. I just, it was, I could have done without it for the season, but like, I thought everybody was fucking fantastic. It's funny because I watching Ted Lasso, I finally understood the the post why everybody was like cheering the post credit sequence in Thor. I was like, I was like, who the fuck cares, you know? And then when I found out who when I when I watched Ted Lasso, I was like, oh, I, I get it now. I was like, that's cool. Um, he's gonna play Hercules. That's awesome. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fucking fantastic. Um, Obviously, we we have a tri- uh, a free Apple TV trial, so that's how we're. That's what, all yeah. That's I mean, I did the same thing when I got my new phone. They gave it to me for a year for free, and I was like, cool, just watch everything on here. So I did. I've I've also watched Foundation, which is like one of those shows. I love Lee Pace, which everyone does because he's tall and handsome, and uh-huh. uh, and but his like him as Empire is just is just really fucking good. But yeah, I mean, all these, you know, uh, different subscription companies like it's yeah. it's hard to like weed your way through them and some stuff is really worth it but that also reminds yeah. me i did watch some two like i watch trailers all the time but like two things that really caught me were um and i don't know if you've watched any trailers lately but um the banshees of inertia no which i'm not sure uh so martin mcdonough oh michael mcdonough Ma- they're brothers martin mcdonough yeah. it's the other mcdonough but it's another one of his uh movies um and sometimes i mix them up so like i can't remember if he's the one who's done calvary or (laughs) you know uh three billboards like and i i'm sorry if i'm mixing them up but this one is um obviously it's irish very a very irish film so uh colin farrell and brendan gleason are in it 
and they play like friends who have like a falling out and it and how their falling out affects you know the small town in ireland um and it looks really good really funny really dark and then i watched the trailer for tar uh or tear i i honestly don't know how to pronounce it but i caught it the other day and apparently it's todd field's first movie in like 16 years and kate blanchett plays this like renowned conductor or composer and it looks fucking fantastic. Like, if this movie isn't good, I'm going to kill myself. Todd Fields or Todd Haynes? I feel like Todd... Isn't Todd Fields the guy who did Choker? Uh... I don't or know. Or am I completely wrong? I, I don't know. I, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I mean, maybe. I think he, like, was a... I, he's written on a lot of stuff, too. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why I have a thing for Kate Blanchett, but I feel like she can do everything. Like, she can do mm-hmm. drama, and she can do, like, silly Marvel movies, and she can do, like... Our house films, like, shit, there's this still a version of her, which I'm mad because it's never been released, of the Terrence Malick um, movie that's narrated by Brad Pitt, but there was the theoretical version where it's narrated by Kate Blanchett. And, like, you know, I, mm-hmm. for some reason, there's, like, something about her voice that just, like, honestly kills me. If I ever heard her spoke in person, I think my whole insides would melt. Um, it's like hearing the voice of God or something. It is. I don't know what it is, but, like, the way she speaks, and maybe it's Lord of the Rings and how many times I've watched it. <laughs> but i just like i can't handle her voice but it looks fucking great and so i think those are two trailers that you should watch and then we should look out for for sure but that that's all that's like all the shit that i've watched and you watch i can't believe you haven't watched trailers i mean sometimes it takes me a Uh, while and then all i mean i do watch trailers. i just don't watch anything new it's like part of my problem is (laughs) one because i feel like most trailers that come out today are bad uh, yeah or bad and they a they're bad and b they give away like again watching fucking bullet train i was like well i, I knew i like i was saying that was my wife i was like you know i might have enjoyed that movie more if i hadn't seen the fucking trailer and known what was gonna fucking happen in the movie like or there's a can't there's a there's a cameo they don't list the person in the opening credits but like that person has a cameo at the end and it's like well i knew that was gonna fucking happen because they literally show it in the fucking trailer it's like why the fuck would you do that what a fucking payoff that would have been if we hadn't known that the entire fucking movie and then we fucking saw it and we were like oh that's really fucking cool so yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of, of modern trailers. Then again, I've watched old trailers, and I'm like, they also give away a lot of shit. I just watched um, a movie I have called um, Doctor Black and Mister Hyde, uh-huh. starring Bernie Casey. It was a, uh, it was the black exploitation version of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. They give away the ending in the trailer. I'm like, well, that sucks. But at the same <laughs> time, it's like, you know. Um, but um, speaking of which, I did watch something, uh, an older film that I, I, I recommend. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde, which was the Hammer film from the 70s where Dr. Jekyll takes a, you know, he makes the potion, but it turns him into this, like, awesomely hot, bitchy, you know, evil woman, and it's fucking great. And it's, uh, it's fucking, it's, it's fucking, it's not funny. It, I mean, oh my like god, movie, I know, like but the premise, the premise is hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's great, but, like, the movie itself is, like, it's like they're making a fucking, it's a horror film, and it's fucking great. And, um, and it's a little, it's quite dated, and uh, I definitely recommend people dig that one up it's not hard to find if you've got hoopla if you have a la library uh card and you've got hoopla on your phone or on your apple tv you can rent it for free sick um so one of the things that we were talking about is um and instead of we instead of watching something for this episode we decided to kind of recap our two or three of our favorite uh our our movies that we watch specifically for this podcast not something we'd seen before and then record an episode on so um i am interested in hearing what your 
three out of everything we've done so far. So technically I have five, but I have like oh, wow. the top two and then the last three, I'm like, oh, which one is it? And it's hard to pick because there's a there's like a lot that I hadn't watched previous that we did for an episode or that we were like exploring for an episode. So my top pick though is Angst. Um, the wow, okay. 1983 Austrian film that we did yeah. by Gerald Cargill. Uh, it's probably my favorite that we watched. It, it is. I mean, it's number one. I think about that film constantly. I think about the hallway scene. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just like so good and people have taken from it even if you don't realize it. I, I still think about how No Way must have seen this film and like built, you know, sure. irreversible off it. But, or the idea for his hallway scene. But it is terrifying and it's, I don't know. I I think I just do. I I really I really really liked it, and I had never seen mm -hmm. it before uh, that we did it. Yeah, no. And not. then uh, number two was Martin, the 1976 mm. George Mar Romero film. I had never seen it until we had done it, and I think I you know there's like some people's like early films where I I'm like oh this is trash, or you're like oh this is brilliant. And uh, and so I remember really liking it. I think it's like one of the movies that I just really enjoyed watching, and uh, for the first time. And then I think it's his best movie. It it, yeah. it definitely is. It's like I, I don't know. I I feel like I would watch it again and again and again, and for sure. And then the last three are kind of all interchangeable. And like some I can't remember if I've seen before. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, did I watch that? But it's it's between um, Repulsion, which is the Polanski mm. film. Um, Sonny Boy, uh, Robert mm -hmm. Martin Carroll, or Maniac, which I, I honestly think I've seen Maniac before, but I don't really remember. And So it made the list? Yeah, so it made the list, but, you know, Repulsion is what hit... Was it Polanski's first film? No, no, it was his second or third, I Okay, believe. I know there was something, like, he didn't really want to do it, but even that, like, you could see how great of a director he was, even though he's a piece of shit real person, that you're mm -hmm. like, even if it's something he didn't want to do, it's still done so well. And, uh, yeah. and then Sunny Boy, obviously, it's just, like, one of these, like, ridiculous kind of torture exploitation films. But, like, I, I remember we did it, like, and it was right around Father's Day. And it was kind of funny because we didn't intentionally do it. But we were like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is, like, the anti-father, like, <laughs> Father's Day movie. And then Maniac, obviously, it's just, you know, one of the best yeah. New York movies we'll ever see. And plus, like, um, Tom Savini fantastic yeah. you know like i i just i couldn't i couldn't decide which one of my third will be so technically there's five <laughs> yeah. i mean i i it's funny because like i was just i went to um i went and got a, a coffee or a drink with with a, a, a guy about you know we we're talking about pro film programming and uh i had mentioned anguish the movie anguish and uh mm -hmm. and he was like oh i was like nobody's seen it i really want to show it at some point wait which was, anguish like, it was it the one we did oh, was it the eyeballs yes Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. And I was talking about anguish, and he was like, and he was like, oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. I was like, oh you have. He's like, great. Well, I mean, like, and I was trying to explain how I don't want to show that. I want to show the movie on the big, you know, on a big screen, and I don't want anybody to see the trailer because I don't want to give anything away because that fucking twist. And I mentioned, I started talking about the twist because I was really excited. He's like, oh, I think I'm thinking of a different movie. Like, I thought, isn't anguish that movie about the serial killer and like made eighty? I was like, are you thinking of angst? He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's completely <laughs> different, a totally different movie. I was like, angst made me want to like. I, I enjoyed it um, as much as you can enjoy it. I also wanted to like take a shower. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Afterwards. It's a very um, I, I mean I 
I'm not, I, when you said it, I was like, oh, that's surprising. Then I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. That is, I mean, it was a great movie and I know you really, you, there's definitely a theme if you look at the movies that you've chosen, there's definitely a fucking theme in those, uh, in, you know, you've got, For sure. you got, you know, angst, you got, uh, you said maniac. Uh, what was the second one again? Martin. Oh, Martin. I mean, they're all, I mean, yeah. And I, I'd seen Martin, before, you know, I've seen, I saw Martin as a child. So I, I, that's when that one's always been like, uh. I, it's weird because I've seen it so many times and I'm surprised that so many people haven't seen it because mm-hmm. um, it's such a fucking wonderful and sad and fucking gorgeous film. And uh, and but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a theme in your your, your picks there. I'm like, yeah, they're about fucking serial killers or <laughs> people who are, you know, um, I um, so the three that I picked and uh one of them was kind of in the same when we were doing when we did angst we were doing the international one yes. we, you and i watched a movie called who can kill a child okay and i that, almost i uh, i was going through our list and i was like oh this one is so good though and i definitely named it i was just talking we were talking with a mutual friend and i was like yeah. who can kill a child though is so good it's very very um, the spanish you know yeah, this, I, yeah child it, island yeah, Child Island, where like you know, um, basically every kid on this island is killing the adults, and it um, and then a, a husband and pregnant wife show up on the island accidentally, and like it, it kind of goes from there. But it's like it really, and it opens with all the fucking horrific, like you know, like the the actual stills and the footage of like you know, child children being killed and like and dying in like you know, in other countries and everything like that, and just this really just sad fucking movie that also is just. I I couldn't stop thinking about it after we did it, and I was really um, it really just really stuck with me. Kind of like how angst sticks with you. I think about Who Can Kill a Child. Mm-hmm. I own it. Like right after we watched it, I was like, I have to fucking own this movie because I don't know when I'm gonna want to like sit down. It's one of those movies that like I want to have for the sole purpose of somebody's like, hey, I want to see something I've never fucking seen before. And I'd be like, well, I have the movie for you, and then show them that. But like, I would love to. Sh- I love showing that movie to people. I'm not. The idea of like watching it by myself and like you know for a good time, probably not. But that movie stuck with me. Um, Sunny Boy actually made my list. Oh, good. That yeah, one. That's yeah. Because I, I, I thought that movie was beautiful and sad and funny. Yeah, and, and, and weird, and really, and weird, and just like this really great story about you know how terrible people can be and how good people can be and like um, yeah, in the and face think, of like horrible things happening you know the traumatic pieces of life and the idea of nature and nurture and like and um and and you know how you know people can be turned into monsters and i i really i love sunny boy um i i again it's another movie that sticks with me um what the fuck is that guy actor's name and i i i usually know on the tip of my tongue and then i dear carradine no, oh. no, I know. David, and David Carradine is is fucking amazing in that movie. I I truly think so. But the the person I w- I'm I'm referring to is um is the actor who played Bluto in in Oh yeah in Popeye and um and who played uh who was in he's also in Pieces. He's in Dune. And why am I drawing a fucking blank on his fucking name? Cause it's going to kill me. I'm looking him up right now because Paul, did, you know, Paul yes, Smith. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah he, I remember us talking about him cause he's surprisingly in a lot of things, which you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, I just, 
because usually when he's in movies, I mean, he's also in a movie called Crime, one of Sam, Sam Raimi's second movie called Crime Wave, and it's like he's always playing these, like, really over the top. He's also in Midnight Express, I just realized, I remembered. He's always playing these, for the most part, he's playing these, like, really over the top characters. And I feel like in this movie, either he's playing it over the top and it works, or he's not playing, he's restraining himself, but it's like he is so fucking, like, captivating in this movie, man. I feel like to me, like, because he's the villain, he's the father that abducts the kid or, or basically t- tortures and trains this kid to be a fucking feral murder yeah know, like murderer beast. And, yeah and but there's a scene towards the end that we talked about where like there's this weird you almost in his own fucked up disgusting horrible way he did love this kid and that to me is just so like after we watched it i was like god damn like <laughs> i'm this so fucked up to me um and then my third movie um and, and I, I, I chose this mostly because the atmosphere in this movie is just like, oh, uh, it's Messiah of Evil. Okay, um, I can see that. And a lot of it was because, like, the way they shot, you know, like, you know, there, a lot of the movie takes place at night. There's a, there's a great scene where, like, you know, one, a character, she she's um, she's hitchhiking. She gets picked up by one of the people in the town who's clearly, we know, is, is fucked up. I think we, you know, we've seen him do something horrible in the, earlier in the movie. But he picks her up, and we're just waiting for something bad to happen. And it's just this nighttime drive through the town, and it's like the you know the an- the camera angles and just the the darkness of the outside. And then she gets she ends up going to a Ralph's, you know. Which <laughs> I, look, I and the funny yeah, thing is, but is it is really I creepy. To, I go to Ralph's at that late at night a lot, and um, it, for me, it's like yeah, this is what it feels like, you know, like where you just like oh, everybody here is a fucking zombie, and they're gonna fucking or a monster or. You know, um, I, I, maybe I'll turn the corner. I'll see people just chowing down on the fucking, you know, the deli section. Um, but the, the scene that really sticks out for me the most, and we've talked about this. Uh, we talked about this a lot on the pod, uh, episode. But there's a scene where another character goes to a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting there. And as the you know, as it's progressing, there's people. People start showing up and just sitting down. And we all, and then, of course, you know, it, it gets horrific from there. And it's like, I... I'm I'm a big fan of of moments like that in movies. One of like the build up of like you know again she sits down. There's maybe a few other people, a few old people, and then somebody comes and sits like near her, and then it just keeps happening. And you're like, oh my god, this is gonna get worse and worse and worse. I'm also a big fan of of scenes that, or movies that take place or scenes that take place in movie theaters because um, it is such a sacred place to me, and like it, it's um, it's the place you go to get lost, you know, it's, I don't want to go through Nicole Kidman's fucking bullshit AMC fucking whatever. I know. But the idea of the lights going down and the, the, the movie coming on and like you, you know, if the movie does its job, you are, yeah, you're sucked there. in. You're now, mm-hmm. you're sucked in. And so the idea of something horrific like this happening is just really, um, it was really exciting to me and really like, uh, I don't know. I just, I really love that movie. I, like, I still maintain the ending is just kind of like, oh, what? But at the same time, I'm also, I, I like the ambiguity of it. I can, I've, I've, uh, I've revisited it since, and uh, I'm a really big fan of Messiah of Evil. I think that out of all the movies we haven't seen, those three, Who Can Kill a Child, Messiah of Evil, and Sonny Boy, are those, like, yeah, I mean, I we've done There's... a lot of good films. I mean, we've done a lot of bad films, too, but <laughs> hmm. I feel like there's a lot that, like, we've covered and that, you know, I can, I'm influenced by, and so it's cool that we kind of reviewed our top. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, because we were talking about going back to the international 
Yeah, um, I mean, there's just point. so much out there, you know, that um, we haven't got to yet. And so, especially, you know, non-American films. Yeah, I mean, uh, one movie that almost made my list real quickly was, um, you know, and I don't feel bad because he had five. I'm just I'm mentioning a fourth, but like in a very small, quick, quick segue, um, was the Japanese film we watched. I'm going to mispronounce it for the fucking life of me. I did it. I do it every time. You know which one I'm talking about. Uh starts with a J. Um, that we did the, recently? The yeah. one about the Japanese hell? Yeah. Uh, I know we just watched it. Yeah. Um, um, what's wrong with me? I just, like, again, I always just mispronounce it. That's why I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to... Uh, uh, Jigoku? Yes. Goddamn. Um, yeah, that, that movie, Brilliant. Like, the, yeah. the stage, oh, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's almost impossible. Like it's like, and and this list could change. You ask me next week, and I re-review, and then I'm like, fuck, I like that movie, or I or I enjoyed this movie, or like whatever. It it does change with me. I mean, I, it's funny because we should do this, but in our to- in our first episode, we talk about our favorite films, and mm-hmm. so I'm like curious to see how much I've changed through what I've seen, you know, from that first uh from that first episode to now because. There's some films that like stay, and then there's some films that like go depending on what else I've seen, and so or like have reseen. So, it is it is been tr- really interesting. But like we've done a lot of really cool yeah. fucking films, especially like you just said in like foreign films, which um, I yeah. definitely will will return to. So. So yeah, that's that's our um, that's a hundred hundred um, our hundredth episode. It's been it's been wild <laughs> i'm not of course i'm not including some of the weird like tangents we've done like yeah the stay at home the, stuff the john carpenter one yeah yeah, yeah. like this is this is uh, us doing 100 until so i wanted to recap um you know what we've done and and uh, i'm interested if, if people have other opinions um they're free to reach out to us video underscore vampires on, on instagram um, that's pretty much the best way to get in touch with us. Yeah, I mean, even just, though we don't post, we pay attention to it. <laughs> we're going to get better. I'm, I'm, I promise you, like, it's going to be 2.0 is going to be fucking, Video Vampires 2.0 is going to be fucking, second season two is going to be even better. Um, and I'm going to, you know, we're going to, I'm going to try to put more focus on, on Instagram and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that we, we've. We've come this far, and we got to see these, a lot of these really great movies and stuff like that. And, I know. Thanks to everyone yeah. who listens. It's been a yeah. it's been a trip. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye.